Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm really happy you joined us for this episode today. For some of you, it's your very first visit. Welcome aboard. For others, you've listened many times, and to you I say, welcome back. We're so glad you're with us today. The episode for Sunday, 28 March 2021, I've entitled, What's Next? Day of the Dominoes. Now that what's next is not a question, it's a statement. And I want you to know before we dive into the episode today that this week in the Word is is the home of 132 free episodes and zero merch. There's no books, t-shirts, coffee mugs. I'm not even asking for donations. I don't have a 501c3 tax-exempt status. I pay for all of the expenses and pay my own taxes and probably the taxes of at least 20 other families. In other words, I'm all in. I'm serious. Are you? Right now, you're saying like drill instructor Sergeant Hawke in the Bill Murray movie Stripes, lighten up, Francis. Okay, but it's still true. Now, about that day of the dominoes thing, what dominoes? Uh, The ones that are about to fall? Now, common sense and past results predict the obvious, America is printing trillions of dollars, paper dollars, that really have no value. Eventually, this will catch up with us, maybe sooner than we think. There's going to be a financial collapse. It is impossible to avert that. Now, the supply chain, you know, that quaint little thing that brings to your home into your life, everything you use, the supply chain, uh, that's in chaos. Did you know that right now in March 2021, worldwide, there is a shortage of microchips and semiconductors? Well, so what? I never buy those. Hey, microchips and semiconductors affect everything from automakers to medical equipment to the military. I'm going to give you a, a personal example. My Kia Soul, in January 2021, I took it to a dealer. And I was told, this is the problem, this is the part we need, and we don't really know when it's ever going to come in. Maybe April, but nobody knows. That's a perfect example of the collapsing supply chain. Now, part of that problem is this. This is what the people who are in manufacturing and who sell items are saying now, that people who formerly were working, making things and delivering things and selling things, those people, many of them are being paid more by the government to stay home than they were making when they went to work. And guess what? They're not going back to work. If you talk to business owners, for example, local restaurants, managers and owners of retail establishments, you will hear a common theme. We can't get enough workers. A a microcosm example of that is where many waiters and waitresses in restaurants who are going to work feel like they're being burnt out and overworked because they're doing the work of 
many other people who used to work with them as waiters and waitresses, but now are staying home because government money is bigger than the money they were earning working for a living. There's something really wrong with that. And when it's being propped up by fake money, printing trillions of paper dollars to make people think they actually have wealth. Uh, Let me put it this way. Those chickens, they're coming home to roost, buddy. Now, what the media would have you do and what many in government would have you do is pay attention to all of the shadows on the wall. I think it was Plato, the philosopher, who talked about that. I think it was him. And he talked about that the average person is is distracted and mesmerized by the shadows on the wall, but they're not seeing the actual reality of what's happening. Right now, around the world, but especially here in America, there is a massive effort. It is well known. It is not a secret, except that many people have been asleep at the switch and they don't know about this. But if you begin to research it, you'll find out very quickly what I'm saying is it's just factual. There are groups and movements and people that have stated publicly, they've spoken about it, they have put it in books, they have done seminars and think tanks on this. I'm not making this up. It's really real. Here's what they're doing. They are collapsing America from top down, from the bottom up, from the inside out, and the outside in. In other words, what they want to do to America is clear the playing field of the America that we have known and start all over and build the country that they envision. And, you know, that should just create warm fuzziness in your heart because the people who want to do this are such geniuses. Well, they're not. And they do have a plan, and they have gotten power. Now, just like the game Musical Chairs, when the music stops, you don't want to be the one without a chair. But on the other hand, maybe we should be the one without a chair, the one that's left standing. Well, either way, I've decided that I will be a problem for the God-haters and America-haters, and that makes me happy, and I sleep well at night. Many years ago, I was watching a documentary, a military-type documentary about submarine warfare, Around the world at that time, there may be more or less now, but at that point of the documentary, it explained that there were 18 choke points beneath the ocean around the world through which every submarine in the world had to go through one of those 18 choke points if they came to it. They couldn't couldn't go around it. They had to go through it. And when we think about things that we're seeing and hearing in our country today, there is, there are beginning to be many such choke points talked about and implemented, such as a digital ID. You will be pressured to have a digital ID. You will also be pressured to have a vaccination passport. There will be places you cannot go. For example, Rutgers University in the last few weeks has announced 
that no students may come back to Rutgers unless they have proof that they've been vaccinated with the COVID vaccines. Now, regardless of what your opinion of that is, that would begin to look to me like a vaccine passport. You can't come in this store, you can't go to this stadium or this arena or this concert. Um, I think it was Ticketmaster, it could have been StubHub, probably all of them by now, have announced that they are going to require proof of vaccination in order to purchase tickets to concerts. And that, that's a good example of that, whichever vendor it was. It may be both of them by now. And part of that process is labeling people and condemning them. I mean, you're either with the program or you're not. And if you're not, you're going to be labeled and condemned. Now, today, I want you to think about the vulnerability of civilization. Or to put it a different way, the fragility or the fragileness of the infrastructure that we live around. And by that, I simply mean that there's a very thin line between what we know and enjoy as civilization and complete chaos. In the zombie movies and TV shows, I, I think have it exactly right. Take out the zombies and replace them with starving, diseased, desperate, vicious, hopeless mobs, and you're looking at Earth's future. The zombies, though, maybe, <laughs> maybe there's something to that. <laughs> you never know the way the world's going now. And then you add in the coming, the aliens are here, and they're our enemy, and we must unite, and all of that kind of stuff. And pretty soon you hear that little refrain from the 1960s, Houston, we have a problem. And that's for sure. All right, let's look at some of these dominoes that are going to fall in the day of the dominoes. Two of them are oil and electricity. Now you might be thinking right now, oil and electricity, who needs that? I'm against that. I'm, I'm for the green revolution. Well, I want you to think about this. Reality, not the shadows on the wall, okay? The reality is that oil and electricity provide everything that we know and enjoy as modern civilization. It affects, those two things affect everything. You get rid of oil and electricity and life as you have known it will come to a screeching sudden impact. It will stop. Because with oil and electricity, everything in life that makes life livable is interconnected and interdependent and irreplaceable. No one has come up with anything to replace oil and electricity. And don't start on your solar panel routine. Nothing that exists currently can immediately replace the benefits that we derive from having oil and electricity make everything work. And I'm going to explain that a little further. Now, I'm going to give you some proof about how, how uh, shortages can affect nation, and it'll be uh, probably what is a comical one. Here's some proof. 
the great toilet paper shortage of November 1973. Now, I was alive then. <laughs> I remember this. It started when a, when a congressman's report was spread by the media, and then Johnny Carson, the host of The Tonight Show, you remember him? He made a joke about a toilet paper shortage to his 20 million viewers. Then the media started panicking, and then civilization completely melted down. Stores had a run on toilet paper, and it destroyed the toilet paper delivery system from November 73 until February 1974. Now, that time frame, that was my junior year in high school, but it really didn't impact my high school much at all. Do you know why? We never had much toilet paper at my high school anyway, just saying. Now, let's talk about some of the dominoes a little further that are going to fall. One of the dominoes is you cannot have truth. So there's no truth and no dissent. If you don't agree completely with the party line, with the spirit of the age, with what big tech says you have to agree with, then you run head on into cancel culture where your views are canceled. I think eventually they will just cancel people that do not get with the program. No truth, no dissent in a cancel culture. I don't know about the world you want to live in, but to me, that's a big problem. Now, back to that oil thing. If there's no oil, there are no trucks, nor are there diesel trains running anymore. But so what? I hate trucks on the highway. I hate waiting on trains, and they just pollute the world. Hey, if there's no oil and no trucks and no trains, there is no distribution of everything that you use to exist because the stores are not supplied and there's nothing available anymore. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that's a big problem. And by the way, ask the people in the state of Texas how all of that felt for the two weeks where they could not buy food, could not buy water because, you know, A, they had a hard time working through all that snow and ice, but so did the trucks and trains. The stores lost the electricity, so they couldn't, you know, preserve what they had. There was a run on everything, and people were lined up, get this, just to get water to drink, because this, the water service, the water systems in the big cities, they required electricity. Everything fell apart for two weeks. And I have family there. I know what I'm talking about. Many of you do as well. Think about <clears throat> the idea that if, if you have no vaccination, then you get no vaccine passport. And if you have no digital ID, then you will have no access to just about everything in life that you've relied on to get food and water from and clothing. That is a big problem. Think about, and if you don't know what this is, I, I invite you to do your own homework, research it for yourself. Don't just take my words as being the truth. 
put me to the test, research the Great Reset. Research UN Agenda 2030. And after you've done your homework, you're going to walk out of that classroom going like, we've got problems, and we certainly do. But wait, there's more. If you order before midnight, <laughs> you've heard that before. I, I love those commercials. There's, there's more. There's two huge dominoes that are going to fall. Or to put it like Bob Dylan did back in the 60s, a hard rain is going to fall. Here's the two huge dominoes yet ahead for the world. Now, most of you could never guess these. Many of you will be completely unaware of the two things I'm about to mention. One is the rapture of the church. The Bible predicts explicitly, unmistakably, that there will come a point in future time it could be today, it could be a year from now, 10 years from now, I don't know when it is, but there will be a day and a date where the Lord removes the church from this world in what is called the rapture. I don't like that, Pastor Ed. I don't agree with that. You're wrong. Well, I don't really care. I'm just reporting the news. This is what the Bible predicts, the rapture of the church. Here's a second thing. It also starts with an R. Revelation 13. You probably heard of that book. It talks about, it's, it's the last book in the Bible, but it predicts what is called the tribulation. It predicts the one that we often call the Antichrist, the beast, and it predict, predicts the mark of the beast. Now, what is that? I don't know exactly, and today I'm not even going to get really into that, but it is predicted, and we'll look at that probably in an upcoming episode. But we're going to read here from Revelation 13, and I want you to see what God says is coming to the world. Not only the rapture of the church, which is not mentioned here, but Revelation 13, and that's what we're looking at. Revelation 13, starting in verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? But there was given unto him, and there was given unto him, a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. All right, I uh, had to stop for a moment, so let's go to verse 7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given unto him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. 
and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity, and he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword, and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all small, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. Hey, this world system is doomed, Bubba. The only way off this sinking ship is Jesus Christ. Did you know that? Did you realize that the, the world is going to embrace this fake leader, which is really Satan, and things are going to go from bad to worse to even more worse? Can you imagine that? That's what is ahead for the world. Now, I believe, based on what the Bible teaches, and I study this particular topic since probably 1975 or something like that. I became a Christian in 1973, and pretty quickly, somewhere in there, I started learning about Bible prophecy. And I have read scores of books about Bible prophecy. I probably, and I don't mean this the wrong way, but I'm probably somewhere expert level of understanding and explaining this. And I'm here to tell you that the trends, listen to me, the trends that we see already going on now only make it easier for what we read in Revelation 13 to come into reality if you see it, you see it. And if you don't, the Lord's going to have to show it to you. Hey, listen, like I said, this old world system without Jesus is doomed. Now, those who know the Lord Jesus Christ will be taken out of this world prior to the tribulation. They will not be the object of God's wrath because God loves those who love Jesus Christ. 
But those who remain are going to go through terrible times. Many will be saved, but it will be, according to the Lord Jesus Christ himself, it'll be the worst time ever in world history. He said there would never have been a time like it before it happens, nor after it happens. It's uniquely the most awful period of the world's history. Hey, listen. With Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can know for certain how your eternity will turn out. Instead of following Satan and the Antichrist and all his losers and being condemned to an eternal hell, you can follow Jesus Christ and come over to his side and be welcomed into heaven and eternity with him. I want you to call this phone number, 877 877- Two four seven, two four two six. One more time, eight seven seven, two four seven, two four two six. Call that number, and someone will help you with your questions or with your need to become a true Christian. If you are already a real Christian, you need to be helping others get this message in their hearts and minds that they might come to Christ and escape not only this terrible time that's ahead for the world, but an eternity in hell. Now, maybe you're one of those shy types and you don't want to call 877-247-2426. Okay, I get it. Just go to www.chataboutjesus.com chataboutjesus.com and someone will chat with you about your questions, your concerns, and even help you come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, as I said, with, with this episode being recorded now and being posted this week in the Word at dredhill.podbean.com now has 132 free episodes. They're all free. I would like to ask you to join me in being a missionary, and I want you to tell other people about This Week in the Word. Just do it the easy way. (laughs) Right where you're listening, you can email them the link to this episode, and they can listen, and they can explore This Week in the Word and the other episodes that are there. Did you know that we've had listeners from Siberia to, uh, I don't think we've had anybody in Antarctica yet. I'm I'm aiming for that. (laughs) Um, Alaska, Florida, Alabama, New York, New York City, all over the world, people have listened to this podcast. I want you to share it with the people that you love and you care about. I want you to become a missionary in that sense. You can share this episode on social media. You can share it by email with family and friends and even your enemies. You can text out, listen to This Week in the Word at dredhill.podbean.com. Join me in spreading the word that the whole world can hear the word and those that will turn to Christ will do so. God bless you richly. Thank you for listening. If the Lord doesn't come first, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.